right, so what's going on? Anything? Did I miss anything? I, I went to bed a little early last night, so... Let me just open up this browser. Oh, my... Okay, yes, I did see it this morning. Welcome to the program, the Pete Callender Show, here on News Talk 1110 wbt And uh, the phone lines, as always, are open, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Uh, if you would like to weigh in on the leaked opinion... There are many different angles to this. I'm going to try to cover them all. Um, let me start, though, with this. For most of my career in radio, there was, uh, I don't want to say a, a uniform approach, but in general, there was this conventional wisdom. And I don't know, it was probably born out of consultant squeamishness. Uh, a desire to avoid disturbing topics that would make people feel uncomfortable. And so basically for my entire career, and that's now um, you know over 20 years in radio, as first as a reporter, then as a host, there was this general conventional wisdom, if you will, that uh, you don't really want to talk about abortion as a topic. I mean, yes, sometimes it, is in the news, and so, you know, as one old programming director told me, you sometimes, Pete, just take the layup. And uh, and so sometimes the news drives that uh, into the, the talk realm. And honestly, news always drives talk. So I understand there are examples of the topic being debated and discussed in talk radio in the past. I, I don't deny that. But in general... It tends to make people, maybe not not the host, but it tends to make people in an organization uncomfortable, squeamish. And I think a lot of that changed, not that it makes people uncomfortable and squeamish, but um, I think a lot of that changed when David Delighton and the Center for Medical Progress released the videos, the undercover videos, about the organ harvesting that was going on um, at Planned Parenthood a couple years ago. And I think at that point, a lot of hosts and, and people in conservative media, I think there were a lot of people who recognized that going along with that conventional wisdom meant surrendering territory in the culture battle and in the political battles on this topic. And... What I have found, much like on Second Amendment issues and the debate about gun control, is that the more we have the, quote, national conversation about the topics and people become more and more informed about the complexity and nuance and the laws that already exist, for example, and they become more aware of the science and data, when they become more aware of these things, they tend to agree with me. And so we've seen over the last few years, we've seen movement in polling. And a lot of the time you end up encountering people in these discussions who have very limited information. I'll give you one example. This was actually about, I don't know, a month or so ago, I start having a conversation with a fellow I know, and 
uh, he says uh, that uh, he's pro-choice. And I said, okay, why? Because I love asking the why questions. In case you haven't noticed, if, you know, you, you hear people call in and they'll make an assertion and I'll ask them why. Because that's, to me, the most important thing. Why, did, why do you believe this thing that you believe? How did you come to this conclusion? Why did you adopt this position? I mean, obviously, people don't adopt positions that they believe are wrong. I don't know anybody that would do that. Most people adopt positions because they think they are correct. So I ask why. And this fella pretty quickly tells me that um, he probably doesn't know all of the the you know the details, the ins and outs of the topic. And I said, I, I, I think that's that's probably correct. I agreed <laughs> that you might not know all of this stuff because when you start asking people the why question, you realize a lot of people's opinions are formed based on limited information and peer pressure. And once they kind of come to a conclusion, they get to give themselves a label, check a particular box. Usually the box is one that causes them the least amount of strife or anguish or uh, embarrassment, right? They don't, they don't want to be associated with fill in the blank. And so they'll go for the, they'll go for the other position. And for a lot of people, especially like during elections, that's sufficient. They identify with a particular political party and then they're done. They don't have to think about it anymore. And that's, that's been the case with, uh, with abortion, but it's also been the case with gun control. Same sort of conventional wisdom about gun control. That was also um, sort of the, the status quo. And then Sandy Hook happened. And all of a sudden, the debate is now front and center. Not that it wasn't front and center before, but once you start having these larger conversations and you start explaining to people these are the laws that are already on the books and you start asking, why do you believe this? And you hear the explanations. One of the classic examples is before you start it, I always recommend this, by the way, before you start any discussion with somebody about gun control, I always recommend you ask them to define what is a semi-automatic weapon. Because if you're going to have a discussion about controlling this particular item, then I think we should both have an agreed upon definition of what that weapon is, right? And what I found, and that's where that's how I would start discussions, just because I learned in a couple different, you know, examples and debates, I would find out that, oh, we're talking about something different. So I would go back and let, let's define what it is we're talking about. And so eventually I just started doing that right up front. And what I learned was right up front, people don't know. A lot of the people who call for, you know, common sense gun laws, they don't even know what laws exist. They've not gone through any background checks. They've not gone through a concealed carry uh, class. They've not tried to get permits, that sort of, they've never tried to buy a gun. So they are operating from a position of, and I don't mean this to be mean, but it is a position of ignorance. They don't know what the particular laws are. And look, I've been following second amendment gun control issues for years now, and I forget what the laws are. There are a lot of different laws in a lot of different States. And so it's it, for, unless you are like in the culture, in the gun culture, a lot of people don't keep up with this stuff. So that's why it's important to define stuff up front. And so 
what I have found on the abortion debate is that a lot of people just adopt a position of pro-choice and they don't know what that actually all entails. They just check the box and say, woman's right to choose. I shouldn't be making that decision. And that and then that's enough. And they don't have to think about it any longer. And it also serves the dual benefit of being sort of the uh, the preferred position among media, uh, among, quote unquote, elites. It signals to others your virtue. So we're going to get into what the actual issue is. We're going to get into uh, the this leaked ruling and, or opinion that, that's being drafted and uh, what it means for our democracy. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, the Pete Callender Show. So Politico, with the bombshell story, obtaining, and I'm going to get into the journalism side of this as well, obtaining an initial draft of a majority opinion on the U.S. Supreme Court written by Justice Samuel Alito that was circulated inside the court, as they tend to do. Um. There was some question at first as to whether or not this opinion was legit, whether this was or this initial draft rather was legit. Is this real? That has now been confirmed. Uh, I will read to you now the statement that the U.S. Supreme Court has uh, published. It says yesterday, a news organization published a copy of a draft opinion in a pending case. Justices circulate draft opinions internally as a routine and essential part of the court's confidential deliberative work. Although the document described in yesterday's reports is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case. Chief Justice John Roberts then provides the following statement, quote, To the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations It will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. We at the court are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees and law clerks alike, intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the trust of the court. This was a singular and egregious breach of that trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. I have directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source of the leak. And uh, so endeth the statement. Okay. So it is, in fact, the initial and initial draft written by Alito. So that is confirmed. Back to the political story. Quote, The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and a subsequent 1992 decision called Planned Parenthood v. Casey. You'll hear it referred to as Casey, so it's Roe v. Wade, but also Casey is the second uh, related case. Um, Roe was so Justice Alito writes in this opinion that Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. 
He says, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Now, Politico goes on to report deliberations on controversial cases have in the past been fluid. Justices can and sometimes do change their votes as draft opinions circulate and major decisions can be subject to multiple drafts and vote trading, sometimes until just days before a decision is unveiled. The court's holding will not be final until it's published, which is expected in about two months. This is, I don't think I can think of a a better example or cite a better example. When I talk about how media are participants in the political arena, what just happened here? Exhibit A. I do wonder... How much discussion was there in the Politico newsroom about whether to actually publish this or not? Because that should be part of the debate, not just, you know, making sure that it's legitimate, confirming that this is, in fact, authentic. But why uh, why not explain in your story? And by the way, I've read the piece now twice. They do not explain why they felt the need to publish this, which I think is pretty important, don't you? The why question, also not mentioned in the story. What possible motive might the person close to the deliberations or a person familiar with the court's deliberations, that's how they describe this anonymous leaker, maybe give us some context as to why they're leaking? Did you ask that question? Do you think that's important for the reader to know? I do. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110, if you would like to weigh in on the topic. I actually do have an email to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Joe says, abortion aside, the politically motivated leaking of a draft opinion from the highest court in the land shows that it's not just every single bureaucracy in the government that's been infected with activist wannabe commies. (laughs) The commie cancer is in... The law enforcement and spy agencies, the State Department, the Fed, the CDC, NIH, DHHS, and now all levels of the court. Time to resurrect McCarthy. Parentheses. He was right. Um, This is an egregious abuse. Um, I am of the opinion, and I don't know how this stuff works, but when you take the work product of the Supreme Court justices and you leak it out to the to the press, you no longer ever get to be an officer of the court, ever. And look, I I say that as a former reporter, and um, I understand, you know, people producing information, whistleblower information, that sort of stuff. This is not that, though. This is not that. This is a leak designed to affect a certain response. I don't know what that response is. Politico doesn't provide any information about what the potential motives of the leaker might be, which they should. They should. Absolutely. That is part of the context. But by masking that motive, Politico's reporters, uh, Josh Gerstein and Alexander Ward, as, every, as well as 
everyone else that uh, worked on the story and approved it at the editorial level, they are conveying the notion that we don't need to know what potential motive the leakers had. They find it to be irrelevant for us to know. Which is, it's not true. It is relevant. Because if they're trying to make us react in a certain way, then they are using your outlet in order to gain political advantage of some kind. What's more, this is just a draft. We don't know, if, and as Roberts and the court put out in their statement, the final ruling could look different and probably will now. And maybe that was the point, too, in order to affect the outcome of the ruling itself to try to force um, the justices to change course after a public pressure campaign is mounted against them. And by the way, just, you know, not for nothing, I think it's kind of important here just to point out that uh, if this opinion were to actually become the official ruling, the the final ruling at the end of the day, um, all this does is send it back to states. And then states get to decide. And that, my friends, is the federalist model. That's what we have in America, federalism. States get to decide. When you kill somebody, the state puts you on trial. And every state has different rules for how those trials occur, what those sentences are. Some states have the death penalty. Some states do not. Right? It's the state versus you. It's not the federal government unless, of course, it's some sort of a federal crime. So when the state gets to determine what is and is not criminal statute, as it is, you know, confined within the Constitution and defined within the Constitution, right, that's, this is the purview of the states. And so states get to decide. How do they decide? Through their legislative bodies, which is, say it with me, democracy. So all the people who have been bleating on and on for years on end about protecting our democracy and being the defenders of the democracy and the threats to our democracy, and you just hate our democracy, all of a sudden are very, very worried about democracy breaking out everywhere. wonder why that is. Because it has always been a convenient argument. That's all it's ever been. It's not a principled stand for democracy. It's a convenient argument designed to draw on people's emotions and ignorance about what democracy actually is, which is three wolves and a lamb voting on dinner. That's what democracy looks like. And just in case all those people chanting through the streets at the Occupy protests and the, uh, the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa folks, you know, this is what democracy looks like. All right, it's a mob walking down the street, burning and looting and pillaging, and demanding you do what they want. That is what democracy looks like, true enough. But in our society, we have a representative republic, and we elect our leaders through democratic means. That's the point. And every state, these laboratories of democracy, we all get to choose how we want to live. Which, by the way, this might be a very uh, positive side effect of... This ruling coming out, Larry Correa, he says, it goes back to the states. Good. It should be the voters' decision, not this one-size-fits-all BS. 
Go back to your poopy blue states and do all the murdering, criming, chaosing, and despair you want and quit moving here. So maybe this will keep a lot of the Californians and New Yorkers out of red states. So win-win. <laughs> I like it. David French, he says... The leak is particularly damaging when we really need our institutions to conduct themselves with at least the bare minimum of integrity. If a clerk did it, fire and disbar them. If it's a justice, impeach them. I agree. I agree with David French on this. And for all the people that have been, uh, you know, clamoring for the protection of the institutions and the norms This is your chance. Money where your mouth is. This is your chance. Because the damage being done right now by that by this leak, I I have no idea. How do you if you're on the Supreme Court, if you're one of the justices, or you're one of the the clerks that, you know, is charged with researching stuff and helping the justice uh, you know, uh, construct the arguments and put in the footnotes and do all of this work, and you're constantly having to work with others, it automatically creates this us versus them, who's the mole, who's a spy kind of attitude. And now you can't do that kind of work anymore. How could you? How could you go in there knowing that the people around you are going to leak this stuff out for political purposes? Because that's what this was about, obviously, and Politico was more than happy to play their role. Now they dress it up in this, you know, oh, we got the scoop of the century. Indeed, you did. And the price was simply the institution of the Supreme Court. Congratulations to you. But this was worth it. Was it, though? See, this is the discussion about why would you publish it that I I would really love to hear somebody from Politico come out, write about it, talk about why they decided pushing this story out was more important than the institution of the Supreme Court. Why was this more important? Because... It's just a draft, right? This is not the final ruling. So this could change. So congratulations, you got a rough draft of an opinion that might not make it into the final product. And for that, you get the scoop. You're going to probably win some awards too, I'm sure, because media love giving themselves awards. So you're probably going to pick up some awards for it. But the damage you did is going to be I don't know, unfolding over decades? Was that worth it? Enemy of the people, right? Isn't that what some, somebody said at one point? <music> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. By the way, the, uh, the core issue in the abortion debate is not when life begins. It's not what it's about. Maybe it was 48 years ago, whenever, when Roe v. Wade was decided and people were like, I don't know. What does the science say? Oh, science doesn't know. I don't know. It's just faith. Oh, and, you know, nobody can really argue because, you know, I believe this and I believe that. So let's not talk about it. But we know life begins at conception. Science has settled that for us. And I know that the people uh, that usually are telling me that the science is settled really, really put a lot of faith in that argument that the science is settled. So it is human life. It will become nothing other than human life. That's what it is. 
So the question is not when does life begin when it when we're talking about the abortion topic. The question is when do rights obtain? That's the question. When do rights obtain? And you obviously have competing rights. The mom and the baby, right? You've got competing rights. So when does the baby's rights obtain? When do they kick in? When do they start? That's really what the discussion is about. Let me jump over here to Tim and welcome him to the program. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm doing well. Congratulations on your weight loss. Well, thank thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. That's good good stuff. Good to hear that. You've had a whole lot of years of your life by doing that, so that's awesome. Well, that's Um, why I started doing the meth now, because I've got to keep a balance of uh, self-destructive behavior. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, first thing I want to also congratulate you on is using the word democratic correctly. You said use our democratic process. Mm -hmm. So many people... They'll say, oh, the Democratic candidate. No, he's not. He's a Democrat candidate. But you don't put that TIC on the end of it. Um, so you did great on that. So that's two A's for you. And then yes. um, the third A I'm going to give you is talking about how uh, this thing, this leak, this whatever, yeah. can go for decades. Because that's, that's where the damage will lie. And so many people don't understand that because we don't think in decades anymore. We think of, well... What's happening on the other side of the world right now? That's what I want to know. You know yeah. Where well, are we thinking? Uh, yeah. Well, well, how long is a TikTok video? Right. Yeah. Three, three minutes yeah. at most. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So I, I kudos to that. I mean, I I grew up in a, a history family. I became a history teacher for quite some time. I have a master's in history. I love the subject of history. And you know, you sit there and you think to yourself, if you mention the word traitor right now, it well. During my age, I'm 56. You yeah. traitor. First thing you hear was Benedict Arnold. Well, now you're kind of like, I don't even. Know. What are you talking? Who's a traitor? I think somebody who leaks stuff like that has traitorous ambitions. I think that's just my opinion. Right. Well, the was that even part of the conversation between the reporters that took possession of the leaked document and the leaker? Did they even yeah. have a discussion? about why you're giving this to me, or did they not ask? Did the reporters not ask? Were they not interested? Because it is of vital importance in understanding the story, because if they leaked the document in order to prompt a particular outcome, then we should know that. So I mean, that's not to say that we, we, we don't pursue that same outcome. Maybe we decide for ourselves, hey, you know what? This is what they wanted to affect. Like with the Pentagon Papers, right? We understood the reason why the leak occurred and, and and what the purpose was. It was to expose this stuff to to stop the war, right? There was a we all understood the per- not we I wasn't alive then, but the the purpose was understood. Now I'd like to know what the purpose is, and maybe I would agree with that purpose, but I don't think I would, especially for the fact that it's a it's a draft, and so it it can change. And now what you're going to do is undermine any credibility. In the final draft, the final ruling, unless it is completely identical to the, the this draft. Anything else now is going to be seen by the right as surrender or uh, caving into the pressure campaign. Agree 1,000%. Thank you very much. Did I earn a fourth A there? Did I get four? You sure did. Yes! I, I wasn't expecting a great explanation. You nailed it. That's the bonus. That was the, that was the <laughs> bonus section of the quiz. Thank you, Tim. All right, man. I appreciate the call. All right. right, Take it easy. Um, 
Oh, let me see here. Hang on a second. This is, uh, I'm looking, this is President Biden speaking on the matter. Is he, I guess he's already done this? What all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that right that the existence of a human life and being is a question. What? Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Wait, 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 wait a minute a second. Abort a child? Did he just say that? He just said abort a child. I think this means he's got to leave office. I don't make the rules. He's canceled. I think that's what that means. He just called it a child. Democrats, where are you on this? Defender disavow. Defender disavow. By the way, still waiting for all of the reporters to do the journalism. Uh, journaliseming. Go run around and ask all Democrats if they support the leaking of this. Do you defend it? Do you disavow it? What say you, Democrats? Oh, I'm just kidding. That game won't get played with them.